y'all ready for this? This is Prep Spotlight on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. Hennings guard for the win of the title. Yes! Yes! Hey, Hennings! Hey, Hennings! And Hillsborough, Chaco Valley are the state champions. Can you believe it? Chase Miller and Brad Anderson will give you the lowdown on high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Spartans with the basketball up by seven and breaking the press as Peach goes coast to coast off the window. Count it. Bucket. Got it. Good. The Kidward Vikings celebrate at center court. They have themselves a state championship in an unbeaten season. 26 and 0. The Kidward Vikings defeat the North Star Bearcats 49-42. This is Prep Spotlight. Y'all ready for this? A good Wednesday evening, just when you think that we're going to get above freezing and it goes right back down to, you know, zero and one below for this coming weekend. But, hey, that's life in North Dakota for the weather. And once we get to this point of the season, we're really starting to see who's the cream of the crop locally in both the girls and boys basketball. We're starting to see that on the ice a little bit more and on the wrestling mat. So a number of things to talk about right here on Prep Spotlight on this Wednesday evening. Kyle Card, the head basketball coach of the Fargo Oak Grove Grovers, he will join us. They're sixth ranked in the latest class B boys basketball poll but Brad I want to start with West Fargo and West Fargo Cheyenne last night we had it for you right here on 740 the fan in the girls game the Mustangs starting to flex their muscle the Mustangs are starting to look like a, a really good team they're definitely buying for a bid to make state on the girls side and for the boys game I don't think it disappointed much between the Mustangs and the Packers last night West Fargo remains unbeaten and now all of a sudden you look at what Fargo Davies has in their front window West Fargo Cheyenne on Friday night and then West Fargo coming up here on Tuesday so the Eagles and Bart Manson's club will get tested their next two games. Well, I got to say this for Adam Pelcheski and West Fargo. They know how to uh, they know how to play a thrilling game or two. I mean, they've had a couple of come from behind wins now with Shanley and then last night over Cheyenne. They had the big lead last weekend against Moorhead. and we didn't really got a chance to touch on that game. What a what a thriller that was against the Spuds. 105-97, but that was uh, a a great time with that one. So they're a fun team to watch with Pistorius, but uh, there's a lot of guys. Luke Lennon's been a big part of that. Uh, even a guy like Moten comes off the bench and gets a couple of big offensive rebounds and tip-ins. I like what West Fargo can provide. Davies has been – their path has been a little bit smoother. They haven't had quite the uh, the, the, the up-and-down roller coaster. They've been uh, they've been pretty steady there. And Cheyenne, too, even though with that loss, I don't think you – I think they're still in the conversation. They're going to get another crack here at West Fargo later in the year. And and, you know, you really can't sleep on Red River. I don't like we, we talk about Red River a little bit, but this Polities kid's putting up some big numbers as well. I was just going to go to the latest standings in the EDC. Fargo Davies is undefeated alongside with West Fargo. They're both 8-0. You have West Fargo Cheyenne at 6-2, and Red River at 6-3, and Shanley at 5-3, and Fargo South at 4-3, and then everybody else is 2-6 and or below. So I think we're kind of starting to see mm-hmm. about the, the haves and the haves not so far for this season. Granted, you could still have maybe one of those teams like a Devil's Lake or a Fargo. North, for example, get hot if they if they start playing well right before the tournament. But it seems like Brad, we got about the top six teams here in the boys' side for EDC. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think South's an interesting mix of guys. You know, even North. I did that game right before Christmas with South and North. I didn't see that much disparity, quite honestly, between those two teams. South just made some plays in the second half, and North got in a little bit of foul trouble. So I think you're right. There there could be a team, maybe a Wapitan's kind of a young and 
young and up-and-coming team. They get hot and win a game or two. You just never know. But right now, it looks like you kind of got one and two, and then three through six is kind of fruit basket upset. From there, let's go to the EDC girls standings. And Fargo Shanley sits alone at the top at 8 No, They're only lost to Bismarck St. Mary's, who, by the way, had to go through Murderer's Row when they came here to the eastern side of the state going up against Shanley. Then the Moorhead Spuds, kind of three games in three days. They go up against Grand Forks Red River on Friday as the Rough Riders come to Fargo Shanley on Friday night. Grand Forks Red River. 8-1 on the season, second in the EDC. You have Fargo-Davies, their only loss in conference play. was to Fargo-Shanley, they're 7-1. West Fargo-Cheyenne, Maggie Manson, led in company, 6-2. Devils Lake, 5-3, a team that made the state tournament last year. West Fargo at 4-4, four four, then everybody else 2-6 and, and below. So very similar to the boys' side, Brad. I think on the girls' side, we're seeing about the top six teams and the top three teams, arguably, uh, shanley Davies and Red River. However, West Fargo, Cheyenne, Devils Lake would like to say something in that mix. Yeah, I would say that, you know, Cheyenne's had their two losses to Red River and Shanley, and they played in those games. And I think probably for that program, they're kind of looking for that signature win, so to speak. If you, you can, and I would look at that as one of those where you bump off a team ahead of you, and they haven't been able to do that yet. I mean, I think they've beaten everybody that they, they expect to beat. And obviously with Manson and uh, Yasmina Dakar had a nice game uh, last night against West Fargo. They're definitely in the mix, and it'd be fun to see them make the state tournament. Kudos to Red River as well. It seems like every year Kent Ripplinger has a team, and they're not flashy. They don't have you know one standout, you know one or two real standout players. But it just seems like every year they're consistent, and they're always in the in the mix. And they kind of slide under the radar a little bit. Maybe maybe, maybe at least down here they do. Yeah, and if they take a Fargo Shanley either A to the wire or B beat them, they're going to get a lot more state recognition after Friday night. That'll be a fun one if you're going to go to that game on the south side of Fargo at McCormick Gymnasium, Red River at Shanley on Friday. Brad, from there, let's go to class. A B in North Dakota. The girls and the boys polls. That was the latest polls out just a couple days ago. The girls poll, the exact same in terms of back-to-back weeks. We just saw Lamore Lish from Marion, Hot Madonna, Pingree, Buchanan. Shiloh Christian is number one. Edgley Cullen, Montpelier, two. Langdon, Enmore, Munich is number three. Girls poll, I think we're starting to see who kind of is rising to the top as well right now with the latest polls that we have. Yeah, we'll see. There'll probably be a shakeup next week with Medina beating Edgley Cullen the other night, uh, 44-43. And we've talked about how good Region 3 is. Man, that's just going to be a, a slugfest. There's five or six legitimate teams there that really could come out of there and win the state tournament. So I think you'll see... You know, you, you probably see a little bit of shakeup there. It'll be interesting. You got this weekend. Um, Kindreds at Thompson. That's going to be a fun matchup on Saturday afternoon. Ellendale at Medina Pingree Buchanan. Uh, you've got the Civic Center shootout. They got a bunch of games out at uh, the Bismarck Event Center Saturday. Devils Lake has their Class B Girls Day with six games. Rugby and four wins will probably be the highlight matchup there. Rugby's in the top ten. And I think the one thing that's really nice this year, Chase, probably more so, and I think. At least, at least the, the years that I've been following this, and I think you've been around long enough, you're kind of starting to see this too. Parody is kind of the word, especially yeah. in the boys' side. Mm-hmm. And I know that'll be something that uh, we can ask Kyle Card, the Oak Grove boys basketball coach. We'll visit with him in a few minutes. But there's not a clear-cut favorite in either boys' or girls' side. I think that, that makes it uh, – it's always enjoyable to cover the State B, but I think – you're going in there not having any idea what's going to happen. We'll get to the boys here in a minute, but how about this with a girls' poll? Uh, a week where there's nobody in Region 1 is in the top 10, and Kindred has kind of been that team for a number of years. We've heard of Fargo, Oak Grove being there. You know, the Richland Colts the last couple of years, they were sniffing the top 10 with uh, some of the gals they had on the team. But, you know, even Region 2, you look at what you have with Thompson. Grafton is receiving votes, so they're right on the door. But 
uh, up and down the Red River Valley here on the eastern side of the state, Brad. Now, I'm not saying they're getting slighted, but you're just seeing how good the competition is maybe in a Region 3 or maybe in a Region 6 across the state. That's true, and Region 3 has kind of been looked at as maybe kind of one of the, the, the weaker regions in recent years, so it's nice to see them get uh, some recognition. And I think Region 1 coaches will tell you, it's, it's maybe a down year overall. Um, there's not a you know a central cast or a tri-state or something along those lines, and Kindred's still awfully good. Lisbon pushed them to overtime last Thursday, which was a, you know which was interesting uh, to see that. But we talked about Region Three. I still think Region Two is awfully good with Thompson and Grafton, and you look up uh, Region Six with Rugby mm-hmm. and Delax is going to be interesting too. And uh, yeah, I, I think you're starting to see Langdon's probably the favorite in Region Four as of right now. You're starting to see some of that cream starting to rise to the top a little bit. From there, the boys poll, not like the girls poll in terms of Region 1 and Region 2. There's three teams from each region in the top 10. Bishop Bryan is number one. Stanley, by the way, is a dunk fest. That's number two. Hillsborough Central Valley, three, followed by St. John's and Grafton at four and five, respectively. Brad, early on this season, any surprises? Or did you kind of go, you know what? Stanley probably is going to be at the top with who they're bringing back from a state uh, tournament team last year. Bishop Bryan, also a state tournament team last year. They're at the top. Hillsborough Central Valley, a state tournament team last year and the and the defending champs kind of what we expected this far into the season people kind of wondered with Hillsborough Central Valley with what they lost how, you know where they were going to be but I think you know some signature wins they really handled Oak Grove over the holidays you know St. John's another one out of region four I think that was one question was on region four four wins was going to slide down a little bit um, who was going to take that spot and right now it could be the Woodchucks we'll see um, region two I think Region 2 is about what I expected. Region 1's a little deeper than I thought. I, uh, you know, Maple Valley is is really surprised. Um, be interesting to see how they do in the Barnes County Tournament. You might have a Maple Valley and Lemoore final, which would be uh, an interesting final there. Richland, a young team, got a nice win, uh, overtime win over Weinmere Lidgewood on Friday. And I wouldn't sleep, even though the Warbirds d- didn't make the poll this week. You know, I had a chance to see them a couple of times down in Hankinson at the um, North Dakota, Minnesota shootout. That's a that's a fun athletic team to watch. Yeah, Maple Valley for previous years, we talked about Riley Nudella and the girls team. Now we're talking a little bit about the boys team, which is fun, and that would be a cool story, Brad, if it continues here into the month of, of February and definitely into the month of March. Yeah, they had all those years when they had guys like Smith, uh, Ty Smith and Jordan Haslow and James Richmond, and, and they won, I think, 80 games over the span of four years, and this was back before Region 1 went to, to the Super Region. They won 80 games they did not win a region title. They did not win a district title. They always had somebody in their path, whether it was Central Cass or it was Oak Grove. One year it was Milner. And the year Milner won the state tournament in 2013, Maple Valley beat them twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were that close to getting to the state tournament. It, it's a great story. Jay Cook is a heck of a good coach. They're very disciplined. Um, Hunter Smith's a heck of a good point guard. They've got a, a bulldog defensively in Kosowski. They're a fun team. They're a fun team and a, and a well-coached, disciplined team. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll sit down with Fargo Oak Grove head basketball coach. That is Kyle Card. They're ranked number six in the latest boys basketball poll. We'll get his thoughts on the season so far. That's coming up next on Prep Spotlight with Chase Miller and Brad Anderson on 740 The Fan. Back on Prep Spotlight, 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM, 740thefan.com. is. uh Starting to see uh, things play out here in uh, Region 1 boys basketball in North Dakota and the Oak Grove Grovers, uh, the defending region champs, and they have uh, they have run through a, a tough schedule here early on as they get back into uh, region play. And the head coach of the Grovers, Kyle Carr, joins us. First of all, uh, thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's always nice to get on the radio and talk about Region 1, so thanks for having me. You bet. 7-1 uh, and one coming into the week, and... Uh, I've always give you give you guys credit in the fact that when you take outside of your region opponents, you're not afraid to 
play some good Minnesota teams or play the best competition you can find. And well, you've run through the gauntlet here, starting with uh, with, with Beulah and Hillsborough Central Valley, and then a tournament you guys have been at here for a number of years out in Shiloh, and you face Shiloh and uh, Dickinson Trinity, and a couple of uh, tight wins uh, this past weekend. Yeah, it's really a good test for us early on, and we like to do that early just to see where we're at, see where we need to improve on, and um, we really played well out in Bismarck, so it was nice to see. It's been seven years since we won two games out there, and it's always good competition, and our kids like going out there and see what we got, so um, just a great time to do that. Uh, you come back here as the defending region champs, and uh, you know a few pieces coming back. And you know you lost to Hillsborough Central Valley in that holiday tournament up there. Uh, what were the what were the things that you were looking to work on coming into this weekend? Well, one of the bigger things we need to talk about is we need to rebound a little bit better. When we lose our big guy, we kind of fall off a little bit. Tyrell Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And, um, when he's in there, we're a little different team. So we just needed other guys to step up and make a conscious effort. To everyone has to rebound. It's not just one, two guys doing it. And we did that out there and. Now, we made some adjustments, and we're trying some different combinations because, like I say, it's early in the year. But if we can continue to rebound and do the things we need to improve on, we'll, we'll get there in the end. I think a lot of people across the state know what Andrew Christensen can do, your senior guard. It seems like he can take over a game at any point. But outside of Christensen, you mentioned Rodriguez. Who are some other guys that have been able to be a factor so far this year in getting you guys to a top 10 and number 6 ranking, Kyle? Well, I've said we needed a couple role players to step up and make some shots, and we're kind of getting that streaky. but. One guy that maybe doesn't get a lot of credit is T.J. Anderson, our point guard. He just um, kind of gets everyone involved. He's so so quick on defense, and he can dictate some things there. And him and Andrew just have a great relationship on and off the court where he knows where he is at all times, and he finds him at the right time. And, you know, if Andrew's open from anywhere, he's going to knock it down. So T.J.'s kind of been a key. But those three are leading us, and we're just looking for some other guys to step up, and we're starting to get those day by day. In the latest rankings, you got three teams from Region 1 in the top 10. Yourself at number 6, Maple Valley at number 9, and then Richland is tied with Newtown at number 10. Is this kind of what you thought a couple of weeks into the season? It would be maybe those three teams at the top, or has anybody surprised you early on, Kyle, outside of teams that maybe aren't ranked so far in Region 1? Uh, kind of those, those two teams that you mentioned are really good. They got a lot back from last year, and they were in the top three in the region last year. I know Weinmere Lidgewood's going to be good. They always are well coached by Coach Hosford. Um, and they're state football champions, so they're great athletes. And we got them next Tuesday, so we'll kind of see where we're at there. So, But it's Region 1, and we tell our guys when we go on the road, especially it's Region 1, don't worry about records or anything like that. Anything can happen, and we just got to be ready to play all the time. I think from a statewide basis, it's just been interesting. And, and polls are polls. You can make, uh, you can you know, take, or, take or leave them for what they are. But uh, it just doesn't seem like, I don't know if there's just balance statewide, but, I mean, you can't look at there's – there's a four wins or a Hillsborough Central Valley that you just you look at and say that's going to be one of the favorites or the favorite. It's just kind of all over the map here so far. Like uh, if there's a word, I guess maybe it's parity in Class B hoops. And that's what's fun about Class B, and that's why I like to play out west and see what's what's out there so we can gauge ourselves against them. And uh, Stanley, I think maybe win one of the better teams. Uh, they brought everyone back from last year, and they got some really good athletes, but. There's a lot of good teams out there, and uh, there's some team, good teams in our region, and we'll just keep battling, and we want to play those teams just to see how good we are and um, see where we're at in tournament time. Kyle Card, head boys basketball coach for Fargo Oak Grove. Let's go to Andrew Christensen now and, and talk about Andrew Christensen. What does he do so well for your team, Kyle? And there was a game against Central Cass early in the year where the basketball was, wasn't just going in the hoop, and maybe Andrew Christensen had a little bit of a cold start, but it seemed like he was finding ways to get the offense involved finding ways to get some stops on defense. What does he do for your team from top to bottom, Kyle? 
Well, I, I think he's maybe one of the top couple players in the state and maybe doesn't get a lot of credit for other things he does. We know he can score, and uh, the joke is when he crosses half court, he's probably open, and that's probably <laughs> true. And we know how to get him the ball at the right time, but he's he also knows how to get to the basket, which I think is kind of overlooked because teams overplay him so much on the perimeter. So he can finish down low. He's a good free throw shooter, makes about 85%. And he's turned into one of our better defenders. So that's been kind of a plus for him. He's really stepped up in all areas. And his leadership out there, his determination not to lose is unbelievable. And he's a pretty special player. And I hopefully people recognize that and see how good he really is. Are you still uh, still trying to plan? Oh, you you guys use a lot of uh, perimeter pressure a little bit, and that's one thing that's always been impressive. Is yeah, you guys can you guys can get out and and shoot the three, but I think the one thing that's impressed me over the years is the fact that if your defensive pressure is working, you can turn that into a six eight point swing in no time, and that's that's been uh, I think a, a real factor for you in your success over the years. No question, and we preach that every year is we want to get out and pressure the ball, and sometimes it backfires on us, but. Uh, back to TJ a little bit. He's so quick. Uh, people have to worry about him bringing the ball up the floor because he can get after you defensively and all-state soccer player, so we know how quick he is. But he makes things happen for us. And then now that we have Tyrell kind of back there as our defensive guy, we can take some more chances, and we love to do that. We love to get up and down the floor. We played 9, 10 guys, played 11 out in Shiloh, and we think we can wear some teams down. So with our defense, we like to do that. I know every year it's a different team, whether you're bringing back one senior, maybe you're bringing back five or six seniors. But last year you guys were able to make the state tournament, Kyle, and able to play four wins Milwaukee in there in the semifinals. So for the guys who are coming back and have the experience of going to state, how much value can you put that into a new season and and this one, I guess, because it is a brand-new team? It is really a brand-new team. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. Other than TJ and Andrew, we have no one back that had varsity minutes. So it was kind of building from there. But those two guys, now that they've been there, they're pretty hungry to get back to the state tournament. We know it's not going to be easy, but obviously that's what you shoot for. And having those our backcourt guys that have been there and kind of done that really helps these younger guys. And they're kind of buying into it and figuring out their roles. And um, we're starting to make some strides, but it's a long way to go. And the region play is coming up, so it's only going to get tougher. And got a couple of Minnesota teams, Perm and DGF coming up, so we got a couple more tough games. Yep, Perm State ranked, and that'll be over at uh, Concordia, I believe, coming up next month. And uh, you talked about the depth that you've played, anywhere from 8 to 10, 11 guys. So obviously you've got some guys, even though they're young, that at least you have enough confidence that you're, you're putting them at the varsity level, and uh, they're just kind of doing some on-the-job training, so to speak. That's exactly what it is, and each night it's kind of somebody different, but we're, we're throwing them out there. You know, we like to throw them out there with Andrew and TJ on the floor because they just can calm them down a little bit. But we've got a freshman we're playing a little bit, sophomore, and a bunch of juniors that all contribute in different ways, and if they all can kind of buy into that, then they'll be there in the end when we need them, and that's what we shoot for this time of year. Kyle Card, head boys basketball coach of the Fargo Oak Grove Grovers. The next time they're in the Fargo-Moorhead area, that will be on January the 16th at home against the Y Merritt Ledgerwood Warbirds. Kyle, as always, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, best of luck throughout the Region 1 play, and we'll definitely see you down at gym sometime down the line here in the month of January. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, guys. That again is Fargo Oak Grove head boys basketball coach Kyle Carr with us here on Prep Spotlight. We're going to take a quick timeout. We come back after this little wrestling and DGF girls basketball. That's on the docket next on Prep Spotlight. 
Welcome to Prep Spotlight here on 7 Point of Fan, 7pointofan.com, and on the FM dial on 107.3 FM. Chase Miller, Brad Anderson, thanks again to Kyle Carr taking some of his time on a Wednesday night joining us here on Prep Spotlight. Brad, let's go into the Minnesota side, and I know a team that you've seen once or twice, and you're going to see them again coming up on Friday night. The DGF Girls, this could be a team that finds their way down into the Twin Cities playing in the state tournament. I know they still got to get through some, they still got to get through the regular season before we talk about that but how good is this DGF team really right now Brad they're, they're fun to watch they are um they have really really good balanced scoring Natalie Steich and it kind of comes through her she's going to play collegiately for the Dragons here next year but uh you know they've got some good shooters uh Tom Critchley Jr his two daughters are both pretty good players and you've got the Steich and girls Natalie and then Grace on the inside the one thing I was really impressed with and seeing him play is just defensively they like to press they like to, and, and a lot of pressure and they're just in your face defensively. And the one thing they do very well, and like I said, you've coached basketball and the fact that, you know, you talk about on ball pressure defensively, mm-hmm. they do such a good job away. They they get hands in passing lanes. They deny they deny passes and they do such a nice job with that. Um, I, I think I was more impressed with them defensively, and I know they can shoot the ball a little bit. Um, and they've played some pretty good teams. They beat Moorhead in Moorhead. They beat a really good East Grand Forks team, a team in their section last Saturday. 10-0, they're going to face a Holly team that's very long and athletic, very well coached with Bill Gottenberg. And, and 8AA is going to be a fun section. You've got DGF and East Grand Forks, and then Rozo, the defending champs in the north half, and Holly's certainly in the mix as well. South half, you got Barnesville and Park Rapids. Barnesville's eight and two, lost to DGF by a point, lost to Crookston the other night by seven. It's going to be a fun region. That's that's going to be a fun game to watch over in Holly. Looking forward to that Friday night. DGF at Holly, as Brad said, seven thirty is a tip right here on seven forty. The fan or on your FM dial at one hundred seven point three FM. From there, let's go to the hard mat here, Brad. Um, wrestling that that's the first state tournament that's just around the corner. I know, I know we we got about a month and a week or two before we get to some of the regions for basketball tournaments. But state wrestling really starts to sneak up on you once you get to the month of February. And what are we going to expect here? Uh, kind of are we seeing what we saw in the EDC for girls and boys basketball are we seeing that in wrestling right now from some of the teams that are making their way to the top the race got tightened up last night with with west fargo beating valley city so you've got davies at five and one in uh, in dual play and you've got the packers and the highliners at four and one coming up here at least in the edc thursday west fargo dgf will be at a triangular at uh, detroit lakes uh centrals at wapaton and then uh, this weekend the Gadbury Dual Tournament over in Moorhead is is a, a fun wrestling tournament. Uh, I've got a lot of area teams. The Spuds will host Davies and South and Grand Forks Central and uh, a couple of teams from Minnesota, Pequot Lakes, DGF, as we mentioned, will be in it. Grand Rapids will be in it. Real good dual tournament. So if you're a wrestling fan, that's pretty much going on uh, throughout the day over in Moorhead. In fact, they'll get things started around 10 a.m. there. So uh, it's, it, it's fun to see tournaments like that. We can talk a little bit about this next week, but Lisbon has the the Storehog Invitational mm-hmm. that they have uh, for a number of years, and they get teams from primarily North Dakota, but the tri-state region. They've got Napple Valley to come in in recent years, Frazee, and uh, we'll hit, we'll probably hit that a little bit more next week. But I know that's uh, that's a big tournament down there. Well, let's talk about a team in wrestling that is maybe the smaller kid, so to speak, on the blocking class, and that's Valley City with what they've been able to do the last couple of years, whether it's have guys in their respective weight class finish number one or, or the team duel, which I think has been a very successful for the Valley City Highliners. 
I, I know being there for for a year and just seeing how that town breathes wrestling. I think that's what you get sometimes with these communities that either the high school or the coach or or the parents just breathe wrestling. I know if we talk with our cohort Derek Hansen, he would agree with us on that. Valley City, Brad, they've been a nice story for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's really neat to see. And uh, and like I say I grew up in a, in a town that was. Very, a very big wrestling town as well, and it, and it, it starts it starts at the youth level, and, and I think if you get that and you get them to to understand, and the dual format is great because you know it's great to see guys thrive individually, and and that's the I think one of the things I enjoy most about wrestling is you've got guys that can perform and and do very well individually, but that dual format is so good. If you've got a guy that's you know a wrestler that's ten and nine or something like that, and he can win a big match for you in a in a in a region or a state format that's a huge fact in 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 order to win like a state dual championship you need some of your 500 wrestlers to come up big for you and that's that's the difference between winning a state title and placing placing third or fifth coming up this week we have und women's basketball at idaho state tomorrow brad anderson has the call for high school hoops dgf at holly and, and girls basketball on friday night at 7 30 we have the golden gophers men's basketball team against purdue at 11 o'clock on saturday followed by und women's basketball at weber state then it's pittsburgh and jacksonville in the nfl so if you want a game turn it right here to 740 the fan throughout this week and in this weekend brad as always thanks so much for your time enjoy the nuggets and the running rebels on friday night yep should be fun all right we're back next week for another edition of prep spotlight espn radio is next on 740 the fan